Good morning, Jason Manford and Steve Edge on Absolute Radio. Morning, Steve. Morning. Morning. How are you? I'm pr- I'm all right considering I've had about five hours sleep. Uh, this is uh, this is a sort of weird showbiz uh, name drop. I had a, a night out with Danny Dyer last night. Okay. In is London. You, so you didn't get much sleep. Didn't get much Going sleep. Out west, uh, Going out west. Going out west. Yeah, I did all did a bit of that. Did a bit yeah. of that. A bit naughty. Yeah. Got a bit naughty. Did it? <laughs> did a bit. It did a bit. Did a bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, for regular listeners, uh, you know this is not my scene. Mm. I'm not a, I'm not a party guy. No, um, you'll have one one uh, fruity cider. That's me dumb, pal. That's me dumb. Um, but you know, when in Rome, bit of peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, yeah. Come no. on, Jace. Come on, get it down. You Don't mug me off, Jace. Come on, have a strawberry <laughs> flavour cider. <laughs> That's essentially what happened. Uh, no, I uh, I was filming the Mo Gilligan show. We did a Christmas special, yeah. and uh, Danny was on as well. Danny and Danny Dyer, both Danny's. Oh, his daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, which was fun. And then afterwards, uh, yeah, just went, went out for a drink. But there's something about him <laughs> like you can't help yeah. like he's just he's he's just funny. Like he is just funny, yeah. and you and you you know he's got stories. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and as a comic, I just look, I just like, you know what I mean? Like at the one point, he was just at one point, he said, he said, I can't, have, I can't have too much, I can't have too much. I, said, I just I don't, don't don't agree with me as much anymore. I went, oh yeah. He said, I'm in a worse one. I woke up. Uh, this is Tommy Cooper. You I woke up. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> I can't do the Cotney. I'm on a whiskey diet. I can't do the um, <laughs> Cotney as well as you. <laughs> he goes. He goes. I woke up in uh, in bed. It's not, it's not that, isn't it? It's not that. I woke up in bed. I woke up right. in bed. I woke up yeah. in bed. And um, he said it was just a TV Choice Award on on his bedside table, <laughs> and he, oh, which he'd won. Winning it. And he was like, oh. I don't remember going. <laughs> I don't remember going to that. <laughs> but yeah. so he was it's like, not on telly that one. It's quite low key. Yeah. So he was like happy because he'd won an award. <laughs> But he was like, I had to Google his name to find out what he'd yeah. done. What did I say as the acceptance uh, speech? Who you call a mag? Oh, cool. <laughs> no, he worse than that. <laughs> You've got like step toe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same thing, isn't it? Um, and he said he opened, he opened up his phone, just typed in Danny Dyer, Googled it. He went, Danny Dyer licks Mary Berry's face. Oh, <laughs> He's like, oh, no. <laughs> I've licked a national treasure. <laughs> I bet it tastes like Victoria Sponge though, doesn't it? I imagine it would do. You'd expect so, wouldn't you? So, certainly yeah. sweet. Uh, so, yeah. So, not that I've got loads of mad stories, but... Uh, Did you get your face licked? Uh, no. I think I left just before that was uh, on okay, the cards, good. Good, to good. be honest. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But, but it sounds like some exciting things going on in EastEnders this <laughs> this, uh, this year. I will tell you that. Oh, OK. OK. okay. Um, but, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> so mad. I can't, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna Google the Mary Berry thing just to check it was already in the, like in public. Public conscience, yeah. Yeah, before that, I, I told it because some of the other stuff I need to check <laughs> before yeah. I tell you it's, on air. Yeah. Um, about <laughs> hit me with your best facts. You <laughs> yeah. want to Google it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I just need to check it's real. Not that it's not real. That it's already in the public. I don't want to be the person who releases the story. No, no about no, no, that. No. I don't want Danny Dyer coming after me. Yeah. Just chasing me, trying to look Oi, your face. <laughs> I want a word with you. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle, glass, face. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Entertainment. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I tell you what, Steve, last week I, I did the um, parents race at the uh, oh, school. school sports day. Did you go for it? Yeah, well, I wasn't going to, and it was roasting. It was one of them days it was like hit 30. And uh, I just thought I didn't fancy it, you know, but just after a while. Also, I just I didn't mean to, but I was in tracksuit bottoms and trainers. Oh, so you turned up in... I looked like I'd, like people were looking at me like, <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> He's come ready. And I hadn't... You I just, warmed up and everything. You hadn't not stretched, that. nothing. And also, I realise now, like, this is different. My, my big girls are, you know, nearly 13 now, so, hmm. like, it's been sort of 10 years or so since my first parents' race. Rodeo. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm early 30s back then, so I'm 41 now. Yeah, no, and I'm like, and, and this is my this is my youngest parents' day, you know, four years old. So some of these dads, you know, they're, they're sort of early twenties. I'm old enough to be some of so their dad. Yeah, especially where you're from. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. from the social and economic background I'm from. Yeah, so it's it's um, yeah. Oh, Steve, it wasn't it was it wasn't good. I mean, it, it, oh, thankfully, it wasn't. Why did you end up really going for it? Well, it wasn't a proper race, thankfully. Well, it was a proper race. Um, no, it got won by a mum. My mum won it. Okay. Like, battered the she dad. She warmed up and proper, yeah. She was proper competitive as well, like, ah, afterwards, like, what's oh, really? be- what message oh, is that? On, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? What yeah. message is I mean, I'd have done the same, but... Yeah. It was... Um, on your knees. <laughs> right in everyone's face. Um, it, was a, it was a walking race uh, with... Where you had to, like, put your feet in these massive feet and then hold these ropes and sort of, like, walk your own feet forward. I don't oh, know if that's, okay. if that's, that's described weird. that or not, I'm not sure. Sort of, I mean, it sounds weird, but yeah. Yeah, it, it was hard, thing. it was difficult. Um, it was yeah. like a circus trick. Uh, then there was like a little snake thing you had to sort of bounce over, uh, and then then it was into the sack race. Oh, so it was like a triathlon. Yeah, it, it was a yeah, decathlon by the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a few of them, and then, um, yeah, a bit of egg and spoon. Oh, okay, yeah. Which That's is again, very much part of the decathlon. I remember Daley Thompson's Daley egg and Thompson's spoon run egg and spoon attic. race. Yeah. They should bring some of these into the uh, into the Olympics. Into the I actual think. Olympics. Yeah, I think I so. I think so. Imagine a wor- like a world egg and spoon race. It'd like it'd be nice to see how the professionals would do. I'd like what to sort see of techniques they'd employ. Because do you go back, slow, straight back? Yeah, and do you go slow and steady, yeah. or do you just go for it and keep picking it up? Do you know I what I mean? Know. I think you go slow and steady. Yeah. You're picking it up, you're losing time, aren't you? I mean, ideally, you want to tilt yourself forward at an angle that it's about to fall, but if you're running faster than gravity, <laughs> it won't fall off the spoon. <laughs> and that's what a professional athlete would do, I yeah, imagine. They'd go, I know what angle to put it at that I can run at that it won't fall. That it won't fall oh, off. I'd love to see, like, Mo Farah doing the egg and spoon. How good Long would that be? Long distance egg and spoon. I don't know if, ten fa- I don't know if I can do 10,000 metres egg and spoon. <laughs> No, but you're different speeds there. They speed up, they slow down, they keep pace. It'd be nice to see all the different versions of of the, the hand technique involved in holding that, that egg. The fastest mile carrying an egg and spoon in the mouth, apparently, they do in America. They hold the that's spoon in the mouth. They, they're mad there, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, that's, eight that's minutes, 2.44 seconds. It was achieved by David Rush. Uh, in eight a, minutes? Eight minutes. A mile? Is it a mile? Oh, a mile, a mile. I should remember. He's <laughs> <laughs> really great, careful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, we could beat that. 
Um, but yeah, anyway, I did a little run. It wasn't a full. I've not tore my hamstring. It was just a little pull. I just I realised my age just before the finish line. Yeah. Okay. Jason Manford. Steve. Yeah. Something I'm going to say now. I'm going to tell you a story that I've, I've read this week in the paper. That I know there's what? a pride in this country sometimes. And yeah. I'm going to say it. Sometimes I feel like it's misplaced. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Okay. I can. I hear you. Here. I don't think we are the greatest nation in the world. If I'm honest, no. no I don't think. No. We, you know, I'm not one of those. We're not people. the worst. Oh, yeah. mate, we're not the worst. No, no. But are we in the top ten? No. If we were a football team, we'd be sort of like Southampton, wouldn't we? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say sometimes oh, good. I think more like bad. Millwall. If I'm honest, oh no, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I think we're mostly Millwall, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this story uh, is, I mean, Millwall. <laughs> here we, listen to this. This is the headline: okay. oh, no. Round the world cyclist arrives in UK. Okay. As bike stolen outside Reading Weatherspoons two days later. Oh dear, oh dear. Why do we let ourselves down? Constantly, so this bloke has cycled round the world. He's, he's been, been to everywhere. every country, and then he's popped into a Weatherspoons in Reading, and someone nicked someone's his nicked bike. his bike. This man has been through the Serengeti. He's been in war zones where people are desperate. People have got, not even got drinking water, and they've still gone. Ah, look at that ice bike, and they've what left a great it. Great thing he's doing. Yeah, yeah. won't even nick his pump. I'll let him go. And he's got to Reading Weatherspoons. Somebody's come out the spoons and gone, oh, that's bike. This is Josiah Skeets, uh, an adventurer who cycled across three continents, uh, who was the victim of bike theft for the first time he rode through Reading. A £1,000 bike, £250 of camping gear was stolen from outside the Hope Tap in Friar Street on Tuesday, five metres from where Josiah was sitting. The 29-year-old expedition leader, who spent three years cycling from England to Australia, chased the thief for half a mile before giving up. I was absolutely devastated, Mr Skeets. We're devastated for you, Josiah. Yeah. Who was yeah. introducing his girlfriend, Lorna Eaton-Brown, to, to multi-day cycling via the King Alfred's Way route, uh, which passes yeah. through Reading. Uh, it it was doubly painful uh, of all the countries that I've cycled through, particularly places where people had warned me that they had a bad reputation, that I was going to be a victim of theft or crime there. And you just don't really expect it in Reading. Not in Berkshire, no. You don't, no. do you? Uh, unfortunately, that was the end of the tour. It's done. Absolutely done. Oh, what a way to end it. Unbelievable. Well. Showing his girlfriend... Oh, that was a lovely little psychopath down here. Yeah. If I just, like, I'll just show you, look, when I got on me... Where's my bike gone? Where's my bike gone? Oh, no. 1.30 in the afternoon, Steve. This country, man. This, this country. country. <laughs> it's going to it's going to the dogs. Oh, dear. It's going to the dogs on a, on a bicycle, on a, isn't it? It's, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted for... We've got, we've got to help Josiah find his bike, man. Anyone out there must know. You know, we've got... Somebody knows. Somebody knows where that bike is. And mm. you have let down this country. You have embarrassed us let on a world, world scale. This yeah. man has been everywhere. Everywhere and got through it unscathed. People told him, Don't go there, that country's dangerous, don't go there, that country. The man gets to Weatherspoons in Reading. Yeah. That's what I find more an, uh, amazing in, in some ways. Because mm. he's been everywhere, he's seen like beautiful sunsets and he's ate like fish on a, like a harbour somewhere and then he's got to Reading and he's gone, What's this place? Weatherspoons. <laughs> I go, 3 dollars for breakfast. <laughs> what, I've got to try this. 
You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm not saying it's his fault. No, it's not. Yeah. No, you're not victim blaming. I understand, but no, but still, but, come on, come it on. Happened outside of Yates's is all I'm saying. Oh, I don't know, Steve. I, no, I just, it probably would. I feel like it just would have happened. It's just, it's just, it's just the sort of thing that happens in this country. Mm. Stuff like you do that. a nice thing, someone nicks your bike. That's the motto. <laughs> exactly. From the darkest recesses of the minds of Jason Manford's listeners, queries from the edge. Now, you can get in touch with me uh, by simply emailing me, jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. It could be anything, couldn't it, Steve? could be questions, any, queries. Any question. Um, it could mm. be a, a matter of the heart, a problem at work. Yeah, dating problems, anything. We are men of the across. world. Yeah, 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 we're nearly we're nearly a, a hundred years old between us. Oh dear, well, I mean, well, yeah, mm. not quite. I'm old not sure. You? Yeah, I'm not sure that. Old for forty nine. I'm not sure. Forty nine. I'm forty one. So ninety. We're ninety years old. Ninety years. So imagine old. speaking 90 to ninety years of experience. Ninety years of experience. Imagine speaking to somebody who's ninety. All that experience. That's what me and Steve have got. Right. So that's the sort of level yeah, yeah, we're yeah, at. That's what we are. Um, okay. <laughs> if you want, if you want to get into us, all you got to do is email me, Jason at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. So Phil has messaged, "Hi, Jason and Steve, I have a query for you. We have a huge family barbecue today. Thirty-eight people coming over to celebrate my wife's sixtieth birthday. Okay. Now, she is the cook in the house and never minds catering for people. Actually, she insists. However, mm-hmm. she has broken her right arm in two places." So I've kindly offered to cook. The only thing is, I've not cooked since 1994. And the last thing, how she managed that? And the last, time, the last time I cooked, it was a lasagna that was actually a Tesco ready meal that I, that, that she thinks I made. So <laughs> he's not really cooked that. Has he's he? not he's cooked it, has he? No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So basically, what do I need to learn about a barbecue? It's cold, by the way, but I guess I just set them alight. Also, how do I know if meat is okay to eat, please, Phil? Okay, right. Okay. Wow. But I would say first things first, get yourself a meat thermometer. Yes. That will help with the barbecue. Good stuff, right? good thinking. You, you know, you've got your temperatures of your meats, they're all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. edible and dangerous, a different temperature. On a barbecue, we learned this, Jake. We did, didn't we? You've got direct heat and you've got indirect heat. So that was a, the cold. That, that was is- like a... That changed our lives of barbecue, didn't it? We didn't know that. Yeah, we, no, so that's the big thing. Yeah, so above the coals, that is direct heat. All, all that goes on there is mainly burgers, isn't it? Yeah, stuff that and needs cooking sausages. quick. Yeah. yeah, but stuff like sausages that you don't want, or chicken, more importantly, on. chicken. Yeah, they go on the outside, indirect heat. Indirect, and they're just using the heat of the of the barbecue rather than the direct heat yeah, of the you, flame. If you've got a kettle one, you yeah. put the lid on, and then it creates like a, like an oven, and it, you've got a yeah. thermometer, and it goes up. But I mean, my it's advice. A lot to learn from a man who's not cooked since nineteen ninety. What was it? Nineteen ninety two. Ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my I can advice. Imagine him in his little Joe Blog shirt and his bucket hat. <laughs> Come on, lads! Listen to the Inspirals <laughs> cooking. I'm not doing this again for 20 odd years. I'm mad for it. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Oh. Well, look, what I would say, Phil. Yeah, what would you. And, it's, and I think it's really lovely of Steve. And, and, and this is why I love Steve and why he's my best friend, is because he sees the best in people. And even yeah. though 
we've got these facts about his not being able to cook and there's a barbecue and 38 people coming over. Steve has still seen the best in you, Phil. <laughs> he thinks that you can do this. My yeah. advice Come on, is Phil. absolutely <laughs> go nowhere near that barbecue. You are out of your jurisdiction yeah. and your comfort zone. Yeah. I would yeah. put your hand in your pocket and either get some catering... Break it in... Break it in two places, and then you're both in the same position. <laughs> yeah. And then go, well, what are the chances? I've broke my arm as well now, so maybe that's the only way. Break your own arm. That's, you go, well, I've... I think that's the, that's the only yeah. way out of this. I think break your own arm. Break your own arm <laughs> Yeah. in two places. Maybe three, because then you've got one up on the wife. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mine's I'd, worse than yours. I don't know what you're moaning about. I'd break both, actually, because I'm thinking this. the wife sounds like she's pretty useful and she might go, look, you broke your left, I broke your right. I broke my right. Together we, we can still do this. Happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think, I think that's... Yeah. yeah, I think that's our advice, actually, now we've thought about it. Break your own arm. Yeah, so the, the, the advice is either get a meat thermometer or fake your own death. That's the two bits of advice. <laughs> We, yeah. we are imparting here. Also, you can get fellas and girls who will come round and we'll do that cooking for you. That's you know, the My thing. wife had a birthday a couple of weeks ago. We had this fella, my wife's birthday, came over. He's got a company called Sung Seared Delivered. Mm-hmm. He cooks the food for all 12 of you, prepares it all, cooks it all, brings it all out to you, and then when you're having your mains, there's a little song. It's just a little bit of singing for half an hour. No Sing way! And was he good? Was he a good singer? So, he was brilliant. Right. I mean, he was a better cook than he was a singer, but that's not a. That's not. That's, a, I'm not having a dig at his singing. No, he was no. A really good cook. That's the way round you want it, though, as well. Do you know yeah, what I mean? He's no point being serenaded yeah. by Dean Martin if you're throwing up oh, in the toilet. Voice of an angel. Yeah, it was a food like <laughs> yeah. awful. No, but you know what I'm saying. It, that, these people exist. If you're near Brighton, mm. that guy specifically, Charlie, was great. But, yeah. So, that, maybe that's the way. I think so. it's, it's that, isn't it? Get somebody in. Or break your own arm. Do not go near that barbecue. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. Hit me with your best fact. Fire away. That's right. It's time for Hit Me With Your Best Facts. And this is your chance to win a Jason Manford Show mug. Thanks to our pals at Disney+. Plus. If you can wow us with your amazing facts, if you can come up with a fact that makes us desperate to Google it, to use it, to slip it into conversation... Um, I've actually slipped two facts into conversations this week, Steve. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. This, is the, this is what we're after. Yeah. Which the, ones? The Hans Zimmer writing Going for Gold. Belton. The theme tune. Going for, going for gold. And um, I also slipped in that Johnny Cash being the first one to hear that um, Stalin had died. Stalin had died, yeah. That's a yeah. good one, that, yeah. That was the two. And, that, and they See, both were so natural. They just came up. Yeah. We were chatting about uh, Hans Zimmer came up. We were chatting about various music, and then another one was just in a taxi, and Johnny Cash came on. <laughs> I was chatting to the cab driver. Yeah. I had, yeah. to be fair, I had been chatting to the cab driver for twenty minutes. It wasn't like, yeah, <laughs> yeah mate, mate, stop it. Listen, hey, listen. You know Johnny Cash. Like, what, it, did, it didn't just come on and then yeah. it just came on. And as I was talking about, hey, interesting thing, and he seemed like the sort of bloke who would appreciate it, and he did. He did all well, he'll, be, he'll be telling everyone in his cab now. He'll yeah. be waiting for Johnny Cash to come on. Exactly. It might. <laughs> so we've got some new ones this week. If you want to join in and try and win, you can email me, jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Tom Lancaster, the earliest known reference to a vending machine. When do you think this would be, Steve? Oh, so it's... You've got to put money. Is it, is it going to have money or could you just... Well, buy? yeah, 
Yeah. You know, I mean, he's barter trading. He could like push a, you know, a chicken in a hole. No, it's a, it. an actual. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's got to be. It's got to be when money was invented. Yeah, it's got to be, and it's a it's machine a as well. It's not yeah, like it's a machine. No, I know, but I mean, you know. Yeah. You could argue. You know, when you go to those really small villages and they've got that little box and it says fresh eggs, fifty people in the <laughs> yeah. jar. No, it's not that. It's a kind of vending machine, isn't it? This is uh, the work of Hero of Alexandria, an engineer and mathematician in first century Roman Egypt. Okay, we've gone way back. All right. His machine accepted a coin and dispensed holy water. Oh, okay. Look at that. Oh, that's nice. That's pretty good, isn't that it? Is that is a good one. Good. And also, one. you know, think about, we've not got normal jobs, Steve. A lot of our listeners got proper jobs in offices yeah. that have got vending machines. Yeah, yeah. So what, and, and also a time to chat, a time to be there with other people. As soon as you're putting yeah. your coin in. Hey, Janice, you know the uh, yeah. first century... <laughs> yeah, the first vending machine, it was uh, in ancient Rome. Holy uh, water. Huh? Just holy water. Did they do like sparkling holy water and coke? Yeah, they did holy just... water zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> holy, holy water, water holy, vanilla. Holy water cherry flavour. Yeah. Uh, Daryl says Paul McCartney. Oh, mm-hmm. Big big news this week. Paul McCartney after his yeah, uh, yeah. wonderful Glastonbury set. Paul McCartney is the only artist to have a number one UK single solo as part of a duet, trio, quartet, and quintet. Yeah, that is good, isn't it? That's good. What's the quintet one? Quintet is five. Is that wings? Five. Yeah, but what's the? F- oh, yeah. I suppose wings work. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Wowzer! How That's about that then? Good, isn't it? That is good. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like a bit. And he's of that. the oldest fella to to do Glastonbury as well. That was his oldest fella to week, do. Yeah, it? and then Billy Eilish. Uh, I nearly did the dad joke. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. That's because that's what she I say to my daughters to wind them up. And she was the yeah. youngest. Yeah, she was uh, the youngest. That'll be in years to come. That'll be a little hit me with your best fact. Did you know in twenty twenty? Was Kate Bush the longest between number ones as well? Between ah, the two, forty four years or something. I think that's good as well. Between Wuthering Heights and. And uh, running up that hill. Very good. I have actually Googled the Paul McCartney one, Steve, just because I needed yeah. some more facts. Uh, yeah, I, that's yeah, not to say it's one, facts. but yeah, because I, I thought I was wrong about wings. I didn't think that sounded right. Solo. Like there was like about twenty people in wings, but there was three trios wings apparently. What? Paul, okay. Linda McCartney, and Denny Lane. Okay, that's the yeah. Uh, more people in the band, but yeah, they were. Wings, yeah, the quintet was Beatles with Billy Preston. Get back. Uh, okay, yeah. So yeah. that's what that's what that is. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. me. I was just I was fact checking there. By the way, that, I don't want you to think that was me googling <laughs> it to, yeah, yeah. To, to to say that's our winner. That's not our winner yet. Um, yeah. Here's some more. Terry Schofield. Uh, during the space race, the Americans spent millions of dollars researching a pen that would work in zero gravity. Oh yeah. yeah. The Russians took pencils. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it yeah. feels like it could be true. Like, it, I mean, Adem yeah. is nodding, like he, he's looked it up and it is true. So that's true. They when did I a- was a kid, I remember there was an advert for a pen that you could work, you could write upside down with. It was a big thing, sort of, I'd say late mm. 70s. Right. This pen that worked upside down. So they did develop that pen. Yeah. But, but, why, um, yeah. but the Russians took but a why? pencil. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad mm. that's, I, that always felt but like then, a... But then if you take a pencil, mm. the pencil's going to need sharpening at some point, and then you, in zero gravity, you got... Oh, kid, out! that was this in my eye, mate! <laughs> Just bits of, <laughs> bits of shavings flying around. 
know what I mean? Yeah, you got to be careful with that. Philip Smith says, do you know there's a £1 million note in the Bank of England? Is that? Wow. Because imagine you were like, wow. imagine you had £4 million, £5 million in the bank and then and one day you just thought, I want to see what it looks like. And they gave you five and notes. And they just gave you five notes. And you were like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not as impressive as I thought. What? Imagine trying to buy what a package as well from the shop. Can you, sorry mate, I've, I've only got that. On <laughs> a taxi. Can you, you got any change, mate? Yeah, I've only got that. Is that all right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, that's good, isn't it? That's pretty good. A, a million pound banknote. And I've got to say, Philip, that does make me want to Google it to see if there's a picture of it. Yes. That yes, is a I good one. See it. Oh, we're str- I've got to say, we are strong this week. Mm. Um, mm. Bryn Jones throws this one in. Crayola make coloured crayons from approximately yes. 1953 until 1990. After 37 years of working at Crayola, the senior crayon moulder, Mr Emerson Moser, finally admitted that he was actually colourblind. That is after he was responsible for producing 1.4 million crayons, all colours of the rainbows, which he couldn't see properly. Well, I mean, don't have a go at the guy just because he's colourblind. Come on, I, Steve, not... I don't think anyone's having a go there. I think what they're saying is... What are they saying? They're saying, how amazing is that, that this guy did this job for so long, even with that debilitating uh, problem? Yeah, but he, just, he, he didn't do it all himself, <laughs> did he? He didn't run the factory on his own. He was like, right, met them uh, yellow crayons, and then they've gone, they're green. Yeah, 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 he went, yeah, 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 that's what I meant, green, yeah, yeah. Sorry, well, he's the senior gone. crayon moulder, so if somebody said, that's green, and he like... went, that's blue... What did yeah, he do? But, yeah, but he would have known not to have that argument. He would have gone, oh, of course <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've so, worked it yeah. out, haven't you, colour blind guys? <laughs> yeah, You've worked yeah, it out to get system. through life. We've got a system, yeah. Yeah. So what's the system? For people who don't know, Steve is also colour blind. That's, um, that's why we're able to joke about it. <laughs> um, yeah, what's the fine. system? The system is you um, you say it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Get those um, get those um, green boots over there. Look, green. Are they yellow? Are they, oh yeah, 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 yellow, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. one. So you sort of yeah, tentatively mention a colour, and if yeah. someone corrects you, you you agree with them immediately. Yeah, you brush over it really quickly <laughs> because you know some. You're not if you're not sure. I mean, if it's like racing green or you know like royal blue, you, you, when you know it is that colour. Then you can say it with confidence. But yeah, my but that'd be a weird thing to it. say, wouldn't it? Get that royal what? blue pair of boots over there. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, no, but you know it's blue. Oh, I see, right. You wouldn't say royal blue. Again, oh, I see. It's another one of the tricks. <laughs> but yeah, I've, you know, I've got, you know, my six-year-old does it all the time, and he doesn't think it's weird. He just does go. I go that, you know, the green thing there, and he goes that's yellow, and I go yeah, 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 that's yellow. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. I was putting the other one right. Stop being cocky. <laughs> Did you know that the master crayon maker at crayon? Yeah. All of colour blind. No, actually, yeah, he was colour blind. He's a genius. Yeah, absolute genius. You see those crayons you got in your hand? Yeah. What colour is it? Yes, I know it is. <laughs> uh, and we'll throw this last one in. Debbie Vernon. Copper doorknobs are self-disinfecting. Mm, yeah, yeah. Copper is, isn't it? Yeah. I did not know that. So you don't have to clean your, your doorknobs if you've got copper ones. If, if they're copper, no copper. I think copper's got like a, something in it that yeah makes it. It's like that's why they make coins out of it because it sort oh, of cleans right. itself. A bit. So there's no germs yeah. on coins. Well, I mean, mm. don't they're hundred percent copper, and then the copper ones are the one P's and the two P's, aren't they? Oh so yeah. Anyone don't use them anyway, do they? Anymore? Yeah. yeah, of course. Well, there's, there's some good ones there, Steve. Okay. We've got to pick a winner. And it's, it's a tough okay. one. Uh, we've got the vending machine uh, from ancient Rome. Is it, it says Roman Egypt there. I don't know what that means. First century Roman Egypt. Is that I don't know. I don't know. Egypt but run by the Romans? 
I don't know. He's it's... done a thing where he's tried to double confuse us. Yeah. So we won't s- question it. Yeah. We can't Google it. I know, it's tough on that. I'm going to just say first century Roman Egypt. Maybe it's Egypt, but it's run by the Romans. I, I, I should have paid attention in, in history. Um, we've got Paul McCartney, the only artist to have number one singles, solo, duo, trio, quartet, quintet. Uh, there's an, a million dollar... There's a million pound banknote, sorry, the Bank of England. The Americans spent millions of dollars researching a pen that would work in zero gravity. The Russians oh, took a pencil. Uh, on that same theme, uh, Crayola, uh, the, the, one of the, well, the senior crayon moulder, Mr. Emerson Moser, was colourblind after making 1.4 billion crayons, all colours of the rainbows, which he couldn't see. And copper doorknobs herself disinfecting. Mm. Oh, Steve! I mean, they're all good. They, they, I think we've, we rarely do this where they're all pretty good, aren't they? Usually there's a couple of stinkers in there. <laughs> yeah, but you no. You know, we have to gloss over. But that, you know, they're all good. Then. Yeah. I mean, in terms of dropping one into a conversation, mm. for me, it's between the Paul McCartney and the Copper Doorknob because you, you will get plenty of opportunity with the Copper Doorknob and Paul McCartney. Yeah. Hey, do you know where... Uh, so what are we going to go for? I mean, not in, in a new, new build, though. If you're in a new build or anything... They don't have copper yeah, doorknobs, no. do they? But no, they have a sort of graphite-looking yeah. sort of thing, don't they? Yeah. I like the Paul McCartney one as well. I like. The... I mean, you actually you googled it straight away. That's how keen you were. So I mean, I did, suggest... but I was I was fact-checking rather than. I know, but that would suggest that's that's the whole point of this. You want to Google it, and yeah. What we don't, but you I knew. Did I just knew you that were I that keen. <laughs> well, but I was also keen because I know what uh, our listeners are like, and as soon as I said wings, I could hear mm. some sixty-year-old bloke <laughs> at home going wings. Wings, a quintet, a quartet. wings, wings. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I, better, laugh? I better check this. <laughs> you know what I mean, halfway through an email, and I've corrected it. Oh, for God's sake, I was just about to yeah. complain. Um, so yeah, mate, I think, and also he's in the news at the moment, so it's a good yeah. one to slip into into work on Monday. You know, you could, tomorrow morning you could probably sort of throw that in. Uh, and it's feels yeah, still and definitely quite in a taxi, current. taxi cab facts like oh. you did with Johnny Cash. I mean, you could be in a taxi and you'd hear a Paul McCartney. Do you know what? Uh, you only want to have uh, number one with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you might be right there. But yeah, I think that's fair. Daryl wins our mug this week with his fact: Paul McCartney, the only artist to have a number one UK single, solo, duet, trio, quartet, and of course the quintet with wings. Uh, <laughs> That's just for that one bloke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smashes radio against wall. Uh, if you want to join in next week, all you got to do is email me, jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, you're listening to the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. Steve Edge is here. Hello. Down in St. Leonard's. Yep. But it, but it sounds posh. Nice and sounds posh. blowy today. Is it? Yes. I'm in central London today. I'm actually in the studio without you today. Yeah, uh, I missed nice. it. I miss. I do miss seeing your face when we're doing this show. Yeah, I know. I know. That's that's natural. That's natural. You're supposed to say I miss you too. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Set him up there for a nice moment. He just thought, no, no. <laughs> not going to take. No, I was just picturing you. No, normally I can't see you because the screen's in the way. Anyway. So all right. Just, all right. You know, anyway. Top of your head. Anyway, um, I read this story yesterday. It sort of went a bit viral on TikTok. A TikToker called uh, Holly Morridge uh, went on social media and said uh, that she's coming clean about controversial actions and opinions, right? She essentially, she's on holiday at the moment and she um, she did a whole video about 
going down to the sun lounges early and putting towels mm. down, oh, even yeah. though she has spent the last you know decade or so slagging people off for doing that. Yeah, uh, but she kept she kept getting these uncomfortable chairs and stuff because she got there too late because everybody else was doing it. Yeah, it's hard to Doesn't make it right, does it? But yeah, I know what you mean. You can't beat them, join them. But it is a, it is a yeah. holiday sin, I guess. Um, yeah. But that's what she did. She went down uh, and uh, to a sunbed, and uh, so she ha- she has had a better holiday out of it. But it is out of order. But it did sort of make me think after I saw it about. She's a self-confessed hypocrite, and, I, and there's something I okay. respect about that because I'm I am the same. I'm an absolute hypocrite uh, for, for so many things. And so you do things that you know are wrong, and you go. Oh, not only do it. I know they're wrong, I hate yeah. it when other people do it. But you do it anyway. But I do it anyway. And like so, when I saw that sun lounger thing, I thought I've done that. I did it. We went on holiday in uh, in April with the kids. And I thought, there's no way I'm risking it with with six kids, not all sitting together by the pool and in the in a place where I'm sat near the water and all that sort. Of, I was down there, me half six. Yeah, popping yeah. your towels down. Even yeah. the Germans six were looking towels. at me like this guy. <laughs> this guy is taking it to another level. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, but at the same time, I do hate it when people do it. So I think we're all a, are we all a bit like this? I hope I'm not the only person here. I think, I think we all do stuff that we know is we wouldn't, you know. It's I mean, when you're driving, do. yeah, driving's a big place for <clears throat> hypocrites. Yeah, like I I'm one of them, right? And I've said this to you before. I use the zip formation, which is the correct way to drive, Steve. The zip uh, formation. Yeah, this, the zip formation is uh, it's in the highway code and it's what you're supposed to do, which is when up ahead on a two or three yeah. lane road, they're closing the lanes. Yeah. You are supposed to stay in the lanes that are closing for as long as possible, thus easing the traffic flow before eventually, mm. like a zip, just going in one at a time into the one yeah. lane. But everybody gets in that one lane as soon as they're told that it's closing. And then when you yeah. get up to near the, near the front, you won't let anybody in. Because you're like, how dare yeah. you come up here? There's a couple of guys going, I didn't know they were closing the lane. I didn't see the sign saying 200 <laughs> yards lane closure. Yeah. Busy man. But yeah, that is that. the correct way. You are supposed to let those people in. But do you? No. No. No, I don't. I, it, that may be the correct way, but I think the correct way is incorrect. I think we're a nation of cures. If it tells you that the lane is closing in 200 yards, let's get in one lane now. Because the same amount of cars are getting in the same lane, aren't they? But the idea that we all get in a lane and we all wait in a queue and then there's three dudes going, I'm just going to drive right to another 200 yards to the front. I don't know why Gary Barlow's in that car, but he's in that car. Just, no, not happening. But that's what you're supposed to do, I'm just saying. That is the correct... That's what the, care. The, well, that's what the highway code the law, says. The law is an ass. <laughs> Highway code tells you to do that. So, mm. but at the same time, if anyone tries to get in front of me after doing that, no way are they getting in. But if somebody chance, doesn't yeah. let me in, they're an absolute mug as well. So, yeah. Oh, th- somebody's been hanging out with Daddy Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Straight away with a big one, uh, Sarah comes with, which is a lot of people in this country, which is, I'm an atheist, but I get stuck into Christmas and Easter. Yeah, I can, yeah, that's... Mm. Why don't we... It's more about 
presents and chocolate in it. It is, yeah. yeah. But I just wonder why we don't go... If if you're all... I know we're sort of... I know we're not a Christian country, but, you know, invariably we are, just by proxy. Um, like, why don't we then just... If you're going to celebrate one, you may as well go for it, aren't you? Just well, yeah, celebrate I mean, all all religious festivals. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, start putting like, a bit of yeah. Eid in your life. Yeah, yeah, you might as well just go for it, yeah. Yeah, 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 because it's, no, it's another excuse for some party, isn't it? That's what I mean, if that's, what you're doing, yeah. if that's what you're doing anyway. Like a wedding crasher. If you're doing that anyway, <laughs> yeah. you might as well do it with all religions. Oh, yeah. It's uh, November the 2nd, it's uh, Mexican Day of the Dead, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine just Big ringing up work me. and just booking in your holidays, going, look, I'm off Easter, but I'll need Hanukkah, Diwali, Passover uh, and Eid yeah. off as well. And the, and the god of pancake, is that a day, pancake? Yeah, just okay? throw them all in. <laughs> I, I think there's something in that, you know. I think we should start yeah, doing it. It's not really. a bad idea. A nation of sort of like, yeah, religion tourists. Just sort of do anything. <laughs> I'm a religion tourist. Yeah. That's just, pretty good, yeah, isn't I it? I like to dip my toe in them all, see which one I fancy. Yeah. Which one's got the best food. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the best parties. You know what I mean? Yeah. Joyous. What a, I yeah, think that's that, the way what, to choose a religion. What a joyous year that would be to celebrate yeah. every single one of them. I might do that. You know, I might do that next yeah, year. Let's, let's do time. that. Let's, there's a podcast. <laughs> there's a podcast. I can feel that already. That's coming. Sir Anne Matthews says, "When I was about 21, I was at an all-inclusive in Turkey. I walked back from a club at about 5 a.m. and people already had their towels down on the sunbeds. That's early, isn't it? The oh, drunken Brit in me was so annoyed that I threw a good 50% of the towels in the pool as I walked oh, past. That's a, that's a drunken walk home. <laughs> you can always tell which way she's walked home, can't you? Trees knocked down, walls pushed over, <laughs> towels in the pool. Oh, my gosh. The soap. Saran walked home. This is, uh, this is all down there. Look, you can see the route she took. <laughs> Devastation. <laughs> <laughs> the sober adult in me the next day felt awful as my holiday friends told me their towels were drying on their balcony as they'd have oh, to fish awful. them out of the pool because of some idiot. Imagine. <laughs> really? Oh, that's awful. What are people like? Oh, my God. Oh, don't worry, sir. We, we're having a look at the, the, the security cameras at four o'clock, so come with I us mean, if you want. let's just leave it. Live and let live in it. You know, people do daft stuff. Just Let's just no. move on. Let's not let it spoil our holiday by spending all our time looking at CCTV footage. <laughs> As through my holiday, Saran. So I'm gonna no, look and I see. No, I know, it. but let's just let let's let's let it. Go. I tell you what, let's go for a drink. Let's go for brunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's on me. <laughs> Leslie Hughes says I'm notorious for shouting. You could get a bus through there when on a road, uh, and people are trying to get through a smaller space, uh, but can't park to save my life and end up avoiding spaces that I could ironically get a bus in. Driving, you see, driving brings out the real hypocrite in so many people. Yeah. If I, yeah. I like, I, like, if somebody in front of me doesn't indicate and turns left yeah. to right, I go mad, mate, you could have killed us, baby, baby. And yet, if I don't indicate and someone beats me, I'm like, all right, mate, chill out. Yeah. I t- yeah. I mean, the thing is, you get that sort of air of superiority by following all the rules, don't you? Like, indicating off a roundabout mm. and stuff. And you can own, it's hard to, be that angry if you you're not indicating as well. Whereas I will, I'll I'll indi- I still indicate off roundabouts. Still doing it. Oh yeah, I indicate off a roundabout. Oh, oh yeah. people don't. Know. That's the first thing that goes when they pass a the test. They're like, ah, go where I want to go. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hate that. I hate that as well. Um, but yeah, I think driving is a big is a is a big place where people. Uh, a massive mm. hypocrite. Also, eating. Eating is another one. Um, Lee Piper says, My dad hates it when people talk while they're eating, but then asks them questions while they're eating. 
<laughs> well, what are you going to do? Yeah. But Tell the, me that again. <laughs> <laughs> but eating just seems to be a big one. Look, Faye Vincent says, I can't bear the sound of people eating and chewing. That like People don't like that, do they? Horrible, isn't it? Mm. It's a yeah. lifelong thing where my nearest and dearest have to put the telly on really loudly or move to another room because I'm completely irrational about it. Mm. My brother has even made... <laughs> What's that? Taking that too far. You think that's too far? My Maybe brother. Another room. My brother has even made complaints to HR about folk eating at their desk. Oh dear, I bet Christmas dinners are right laugh around there, eh? <laughs> uh, I'm highly aware, however, that I often sit chonking away myself like a cow chewing a cud, imagining throwing heavy objects at my loved ones. Well, this is this is what we're after this morning. The hypocrisy yeah, yeah. of people. That's that's what it is, yeah. Yeah. Are we all hypocrites in some way, Steve? I think yeah, I think we are, aren't we? Because, you know, that's that saying, isn't it? Wherever you go, there you are. That's that <laughs> thing where you just you know, yeah. you despise in people. You go, Look at that, why is it? and you go, You do that and you go, Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's why I hate it so much. I noticed it with like masks and stuff during COVID. Like yeah. even the even the most staunch mask wearer. Sure. And I wore, yeah. you know, I wore my mask all the times I was supposed to wear one. Yeah. I, but I, I don't ask me about it. Like, don't test me on it. I don't know why, but I just wore it because mm. that's what it felt like the right thing to do, you know? And yet, no mask wearer can look you in the eye, no matter how staunch they were, and say every single one of those masks came fresh out of a box that morning. Nobody. Yeah, no, People exactly. were finding no, them can't. in pockets three weeks later, yeah. the floor of their car before they ran into the garage. I'm not having it. You know, that was the that was the full rules. So we, the, yeah. everyone's got a little bit of hypocrite in them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Kirsty Guile says, I hate people being late and being made to wait for them, although mm. I am late for everything always. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? I'm the same. Well, you're always late. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm not always late. <laughs> Invariably, you are. I've got six children. There's a lot going on in my life. Yeah, but, and before you had six children, you were always. That's late. not true either. <laughs> it is. Unbelievable. We've all got a little bit, haven't we? I mean, I guess we have it with our yeah. children a lot, don't we? There's a lot of do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm always telling my kids to get to bed so they get a full night's sleep so they've got full of energy tomorrow and then sitting at one o'clock in the morning on TikTok looking at. People falling over. Yeah, I mean that's easy done. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. like, we are, and like food-wise, I mean the stuff that I tell my children to eat because it's good for them, and then just literally, I had a dirty burger last night at midnight. Mm, I mean, I we are all hypocrites with our kids, aren't we? Yeah, but I mean they're growing, aren't they? You know, we've already grown, so we can. That's you know, you can justify it. That's the old point. Yeah, that justify. you do justify your hypocrisy. To be fair. Uh, Claire Nancy, uh, I'm the biggest hypocrite and I'm a nurse. I encourage my patients till the cows come home to uh, up their fluids. Make sure you drink plenty of water while my own kidneys are like shriveled raisins. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I always, I mean, my mum's a smoker and a nurse and that always, that always, I mean, she doesn't smoke anymore, thankfully, but um, that always baffled me. Seeing nurses like having a quick fag outside the hospital. Mm. You know, I mean, I know it's a stressful job, but you know, you go, you know more than most what you're doing. Get back, get get but get I back in I there. When I was a kid, I think my doctor used to smoke. When it's like in the in, surgery, you go yeah. in, yeah, after, and he'd like, oh, it's a bit, what's happening there? Yeah. When you were when I was about sort of seven or something. Weird, isn't it? It's normal, wasn't it? You could it's smoke normal, anywhere yeah. back then. 
And, but like you said, doctors should know better. Yeah, I'd say but so. Then, I'd say if you work in the medical profession. Well, they did. Maybe they did. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> Heidi Cresswell, uh, picking noses makes me spew when I ever see anyone do it. Yeah, when by myself, don't like you. I love having a good pick. <laughs> a little rubbish. <laughs> a little oh, rubbish. Tasty morsels are riding in here. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, can't deal with it. Uh, Natalie Jane says, I do get fed up sometimes. My two-year-old's always mithering me to tickle her back. But yet, when I get into bed, I'd say to my fiancé, oh, give my back a little tickle there. So, <laughs> quite like these, this family of ticklers. Tickle backs, yeah. Tickle backs all over the place. Tickle back. yeah. <laughs> Tickle-backs, yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, great, great. Uh, Ish Weezy. Ish Weezy, that's a name, isn't it? Good name. Checking my phone during a film. I trust myself to check quickly without losing the plot points and having to ask what's going on, but never allow other people to do the same. Yeah. I think we're all a hypocrite when it comes to phone use. Yeah, I think that's the one thing in it. People, yeah. yeah, use it a lot, and then you go, "Can you not?" And they go, "You were on your <laughs> yeah, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean?" Do yeah. you do you and Sam have that at all when you like maybe watching something or, or trying to get their attention? Yeah. yeah, I think she's on the phone, but then she'll come back and say that I was on the phone at this point. So yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that like the, 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 the cyclical nature of the hypocrisy. Uh, yeah, call out. and during a fi- like when you're watching a film together and you get and you get called out of like yeah. And you're like, I was checking something on IMDb, I knew I'd actually. seen him in something else, actually. I and I was seeing something. if he was the guy who was in the other thing, and he was in that thing, so that's the guy. He was in 24. I was one just of the checking. 24 was a bad guy. I was just checking my IMDb. Gillian Gannon says, I always roll my eyes at all the UOK hun fakery on Facebook, then typing hugs in case anyone thinks I'm mean. <laughs> Not let them out. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Sarah Burrell says, I'm a dog groomer. I tell people off for not brushing their dogs correctly if they have mats in their fur and for not dealing with their bad behaviour. Yet my own dog is full of knots and still poos in the kitchen. Mm, there you go. Do as I say, not as I do. Not as I do, yeah. That's it, isn't it? That's Jamie Makepeace, telling my son he games too much on his Xbox when I'm sat there playing my PS5. Yeah. Get out there and get a bit of fresh air, will you? See the real world. Oh, sh- I shot him, yes. <laughs> 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 That's, I love that that you've managed to get that in as well, Steve. Steve's bought a new game this week and he's obsessed with it. I have, yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> What's he called? Uh, Sniper Sniper Elite Five. Sniper I think Elite it's Five. Fourteen year old. You can game jump cyber. straight in. You can jump straight in. You don't worry, have to worry about the other the, the other four. <laughs> But uh, pretty much, you know, standard story. Every time um, I've spoken to him this week, whether it by text or phone, he's managed to mention this game and shooting Nazis. Yeah, I, I know I'm doing it for my, your amusement more than anything. I haven't actually played it for about three days, but I just nothing else you, to do. You managed to get it into the radio as well, just very subtly. Very good. Very I like good. it. I like that. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio and we are joined this morning uh, by a critically acclaimed comedian, Tiff Stevenson. Morning, Tiff. Hi, thanks for the critically acclaimed. Well, I I agree with it and it also says it in your press release, but I agree with it as well. <laughs> Contractually, you have to say it, otherwise I won't do the show. It's the full name, it's the full name of Tiff. Uh, <laughs> Tiff is a comic who I've worked with uh, many, many times. I've known her for, gosh, it must be... 15 years, Tiff, I would say. Yes, you're going to make us seem old, Jason, and I don't like it. I know, but it is what it is. is. We've done telly together, we've done uh, live shows together, uh, and she's... uh, You've 
done Edinburgh a fair few times, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this will be maybe my 10th solo show. Oh, incredible, incredible. Yeah. Well, Tiff's show is called Sexy Brain, which I love already. <laughs> it's at the Pleasant's Courtyard uh, in Above, and it's at 8 o'clock, which is, oh, plum spot. 8 yeah. o'clock, you've done well there. The sweet spot is the good time to go. A lot of competition, though, so don't well, that's go to true. anyone else. Just come to see me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You're there from the 3rd to the 29th. Um, and I'm going to ask you about the show in a sec, but what I quite like about this uh, press release, which is which is rare, I, I sometimes just glance at them and, and then move on, uh, that your only quote uh, is says, very funny, slash Guns N' Roses. Now, <laughs> that, there's a story there, and I want to know what's going on. Oh, that's from the Kerrang Awards a few years ago. Ah. Um, um, I uh, I handed out an award, and uh, who else was there? Was Duff there that year as well? Must have been the same year Duff was there. Mm. Um, and, uh, oh, it was beautiful. A friend of mine, Ashley Maley, who has since uh, since passed away. But, uh, oh, sorry he, about that. Thanks. He's, he was fantastic. And uh, he got a photo. <laughs> I got a photo with Slash because I, I handed out an award, and I wasn't... Um, I wasn't on stage with him, but I went up and did a few jokes. Right. You know, in the room, which sometimes yeah. when it's a room full of interest, like sort of self-interested. Yeah, know, I know what you're rockers. saying. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not necessarily the easiest, but I did. I did a few jokes and then Ashley said, I've spoken to him and he said, I'll have a photo with you. And I was like, oh, God. Nice. <laughs> so then I, I went over for the photo and he went, you were very, very funny. And I went, do you mind if I... That's, that's, that's going to be forever on my poster. Very funny. Brilliant. That's fantastic. So, Look, but, Tiff, you know, the, the thing I, about you, you've always been not only a brilliant comic, but a fantastic self-publicist as well. So <laughs> I would... What? I, yes, okay. I would definitely use that. I would always... If I if I met Slash, I'd get try and get a quote for my poster. So I'd say fair play to you. Um, <laughs> tell us about this show then, Sexy Brain. Sexy Brain is about sort of trying to see all sides of an argument, driving yourself a bit crazy. It's also about having a, a midlife crisis. Okay. I, I dyed my hair pink, bought a convertible and moved to Hollywood before the <laughs> pandemic. <so>. Wow. <laughs> the, the trio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I think I, there's a, I think if I was a bloke, it definitely would have been recognised as a midlife crisis. Right. But I, but I think I'm a woman, I do, it just sort of, I just sort of went along and everyone was gone, oh, she's doing that, is she? Yeah, it's a breakdown <laughs> in women, I think, isn't it? That's what. That's quite weird, isn't it? We don't, you don't ever hear about a midlife crisis in, in women. It's always blokes who have it, but... If, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you say that, yeah, they've had a nervous break. But it yeah. wasn't a nervous no, breakdown. No, you weren't nervous, like, yeah. I was, I was fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just had some interesting ideas. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, so, yeah, so it's, a, so it's a little bit about that. It's a little bit of a, a hymn to being... A middle-aged woman as well, you know, mm. and sort of embracing that and kind of thinking, you know, because there's this fear of getting older, I suppose. But actually, there are times when you really want a middle-aged woman. Uh, one example is when you go for a massage. Mm. You know, Agreed. I, I keep getting the 20-year-old nail technician, skinny nah. nail technician, and what you want is a middle-aged woman yeah. who's beefy and seen some stuff. Yeah, and also a bit <laughs> angry with the world. Like, yeah, you angry, know, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Take, it out, on your take body. it out. Use them elbows. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> exactly. I want someone going in on my thigh with like a, that's for, the, that's for my ex-husband. That's, that's exactly. That's the kind of energy I'm going for. I, I appreciate um, that. So, so yeah, and the the other side of it, I suppose, is the, 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 
during lockdown, um, I suppose this is more of the sexy brain sort of stuff, is obviously we all spent a lot of time with ourselves. And, mm. I, and I realized that my I have this kind of like racing brain and ADHD, and which I sort of self-diagnosed by attempting to fill out three different ADHD quizzes, <laughs> abandoning them. <laughs> like two questions in to go and make coffee. Yeah, that so, confirms it. <laughs> like, I, I don't need the official medical diagnosis. But yeah, <laughs> so it, is, it, it is a bit about like how we sat with our brains over the last couple of years and, mm. and, um, and, and sort of about how social media and various other things affect that. And, oh, okay. You know, yeah. so, so, so that's why Sexy Brain and the poster is me inside a big, it's kind of my head and my legs which is the sexy part, and then a gigantic brain. Nice. I'm so. looking forward to seeing that poster all, all over Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> the, good thing about, the good thing about you, Tiff, is that you always put so much work into your shows. You know, you, get, you give them a theme, and, and sometimes I, I feel when I'm in Edinburgh, I can watch a show from a comic who has come up with a good theme, and it's interesting, and, you know, and they're making some good points, but I come out, my sides aren't hurting, I've just, I've thought a bit, but what, I, what you are, and I mean this in the, in the best possible way, is you are a proper club comic. You've got proper jokes, you've got proper stories, you know where a punchline is, and when you get to Edinburgh, you've just added more thought and put those things into a, a full show, so you get the, the, the full package, really. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah, I like it to have, I want, you know, the the first job is make people laugh. Mm. And I like making them think as well, or just seeing something from a, from a, from a different angle. But, yeah. you know, you've got to, the, the jokes have to be in there. I don't want an hour of this is my pain. No, it's not a TED like, talk, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, exactly. People are, especially because we've not had a proper Edinburgh for a few years. People are going to want to come and a guaranteed chuckle, aren't they? Yes, yeah, I think so. And what I would you tell so. people? Uh, obviously, you want people to come and see your show, which is at Pleasant's Courtyard above at 8 o'clock from the 3rd to the 29th. It's called Sexy Brain. But what would you say to other to people out there who've never been to Edinburgh and uh, you've been 10 years? Yeah. What would you say to people and how would you get them up there? What would you say? I would say it's the biggest arts festival in the world and it's beautiful because it's like the golf. Uh, the open, mm. you know, in that anyone can go. So you get stuff like Bouncy Castle Hamlet, <laughs> Bouncy Castle Hamlet, it's a classic. And you get and you get serious plays, and you get stand up comedy. And listen, you can you can adjust. You know, you can see so many shows, and there's you know there's there's uh, pre advanced tickets. There's also free yeah. fringe. There's lots of amazing people on. I mean, who am I excited about seeing up there this year? Um, I'm excited about seeing uh, my friend Alice Fraser, Michelle Shaughnessy. There's, I will say there's loads of amazing women going up. I mean, I feel a bit like an elder stateswoman at this point. Um, <laughs> at the fringe, and I'm In sure your pink hair and sports car. Yeah, my pink hair and sports car. It's not pink anymore, but, you know, uh, the pink hair's there in spirit. Pink hair don't care. Uh, well, look, yeah. Tiff, I hope it goes well. Um, and people can get the tickets off your website. Yes, I can. Well, off my website or go into my social media. There's links to uh, on my Twitter at Tiff Stevenson and my Instagram uh, Tiff Stevenson Comic, and you you can see everything on there. Brilliant stuff. So Tiff Stevenson, Sexy Brain, and the Pleasant's Courtyard above eight o'clock all the way through the Edinburgh Festival this August. Speak soon, Tiff. Thanks, my love. See you. Matters. Thanks for joining us this morning here on Absolute Radio. Steve is uh, is off filming this week uh, mm. to Malta. We don't yeah. know what that's for. Although no, it w- is uh, where Series One of Madame Blanc Mysteries was filmed, but 
just coincidence. It was, what, no, that was on Gozo, wasn't it? Oh, oh the next to Malta. Oh, which is, okay. weirdly is where I'm going, but I mean, that's just coincidence. <laughs> Uh, and I'm on tour, of course I am. Uh, Bedford on Wednesday, Rill on Friday, and uh, Chesterfield on uh, Saturday. So come along, I've got a few more weeks before the summer break uh, of touring. You can find details for my tickets, jasonmanford.com. Have a lovely Sunday and a great week. We'll see you next week.